Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, July 27th. As the potential of a third indictment against former President Donald Trump looms, we'll break down the special counsel's very latest moves. A grand jury operates in secret. That's by design. That's part of the process to protect the fairness of the legal system for any potential defendant. And the grand jury looking over evidence in the special counsel's probe into efforts to overturn the 2020 election is no different. That grand jury convened today in Washington, D.C. My CNN colleague has more reporting. Yeah, so what we are hearing today is just that there was a grand jury in. And then as the afternoon wore on, typically in the afternoons, that's when the grand juries that are meeting here on a daily basis looking at cases make their returns. They have approved indictments and those indictments go to a judge uh, for sign off and to get into the court system. There were no indictments handed up today from the grand jury to any judge in this courthouse. And there are none expected to happen today. And that is something that was told to us by a court official who was inside the building and came out, was waiting to see if that proceeding would happen, and then came out and told uh, myself and several other members of the press that that was indeed what was happening here. So we just don't know what this means. And, you know, one of the things about the grand jury and court is that it can be very unpredictable. Now, there are some signs suggesting that things could be moving towards another indictment against former President Donald Trump, the Republican frontrunner for the 2024 presidential nomination. This would be his third indictment, if indeed that is what occurs. And one of those, you'll recall, was in New York. Another was the other special counsel probe Jack Smith is overseeing into the classified documents. This one deals with the very fundamentals of American democracy and the former president's actions as it related to the aftermath of the 2020 election, the attempt to overturn the results of that legitimate election, and the buildup to the insurrection on January 6th. Now, the grand jury convening in this case and meeting today has a lot of eyeballs on it, but so too did another meeting. And that was between Donald Trump's attorneys and the special counsel prosecutors in Jack Smith's office. In fact, that meeting included the special counsel, Jack Smith himself. As you know, Trump received a quote unquote target letter indicating that he was the target of this investigation and therefore he is very much likely to be indicted. That's usually what a target letter indicates. And the Donald Trump legal team was afforded the opportunity to come in today and meet with the prosecutors in the special counsel's office in an attempt at staving off what is a likely indictment in this case. Our reporting indicates that Donald Trump was initially opposed to any such meeting between his attorneys and the special counsel's office because he felt like an indictment was already a done deal. But clearly, there was an attempt to try and delay what may be the inevitable here. That may be one of the reasons that Trump agreed to have his attorneys join this meeting. 
Donald Trump put out a statement on Truth Social following the meeting saying, quote, My attorneys had a productive meeting with the DOJ this morning, explaining in detail that I did nothing wrong, was advised by many lawyers, and that an indictment of me would only further destroy our country. No indication of notice was given during the meeting, meaning... The Trump team was not given any indication from Jack Smith's team as to when or whether an indictment was headed his way. Two sources tell CNN that Trump's attorneys went into the meeting not to argue the facts of the case, but instead to make a broader appeal that indicting him would only cause more turmoil in the country's political environment. Sources said the members of Trump's legal team who attended the meeting are John Loro and Todd Blanche. Loro recently joined the team to handle matters related to the 2020 election and the run-up to January 6th. So what would be in this indictment if it indeed comes from the grand jury? Well, it's not entirely clear exactly what the charges would be. But according to multiple news outlets, including The Wall Street Journal, the target letter that Trump and his team received cited three federal statutes that Trump could be charged with, one pertaining to the deprivation of rights, one pertaining to a conspiracy to commit an offense against or defraud the United States, and one dealing with the tampering of a witness. We also know that that target letter or a potential indictment of Donald Trump is not the end of the road here necessarily, we still see Jack Smith and his team bringing in additional witnesses despite having already issued that target letter to Donald Trump. Of course, we're getting used to what the politics of an indictment may be because we've had two experiences already of seeing the former president, the current Republican frontrunner, indicted this year. So, We are starting to get used to how Trump is going to attempt to play this and what indeed the political fallout may be. My colleague Manu Raju up on Capitol Hill caught up with three Republican senators to get their take on what the political fallout may be. Here's Senator Cynthia Lummis, followed by Kevin Kramer, followed by Mike Braun. The more indictments that are brought against him, the stronger he gets. And so these strategies to dig back as far as you can and trump up some charges against him is just backfiring. I actually think that that these indictments drive more people to to Donald Trump's side than they do the other way around. As you can see, too, every time he gets indicted, his numbers go up. We know the former president utilizes these moments of attention to try and maximize political benefits, certainly with grassroots donations. A CNN analysis of campaign finance reports looked at itemized donations larger than $200 and found Donald Trump's day-to-day contributions over the first six months of this year spiked following the news of his two prior indictments. There's little reason to suspect that won't happen again on the third or potentially the fourth indictment, which may come out of Georgia later this summer. And yet, For the most part, his Republican opponents don't tend to go for the jugular on this. They don't go directly at the frontrunner and use this as evidence that he is not fit to serve or should not be the Republican nominee. They try to dance around it because they're fearful of Trump lashing out at them and fearful that Trump supporters will never come around to them as they try to court Republican primary voters. 
And I said mostly. That's not true of all the candidates. Certainly Chris Christie, Asa Hutchinson have been out leading the charge against Trump on these legal matters. And here's one of his opponents, Will Hurd, the Republican of Texas, on CNN earlier today. If the GOP nominates Donald Trump as our nominee to go against Joe Biden, then we are willingly giving four more years to to Joe Biden. As we've been saying throughout the course of Donald Trump's troubles here, you cannot separate the political from the legal. His whole rationale for getting into the race and seeking the presidency for a third time was tied very much to his desire to protect himself from legal trouble, to pursue a presidency that may allow him the opportunity, potentially, to pardon himself, to shut down ongoing investigations if indeed he's back in charge of the Justice Department. There's little mystery around that being part of his desire to win the Oval Office again. And we know that the trial calendars are starting to crisscross with the political calendar as well. In the classified documents case, we know that the judge has set a trial date to begin in May, May 20th. Well, primary season will still be ongoing at that point. We know that he's facing another civil suit from E. Jean Carroll that is to be heard and tried in January of next year, just at the kickoff of Iowa, New Hampshire, and the other critical contests. And we will learn if he gets indicted in this January 6th case when those proceedings may begin. So Donald Trump is going to have to juggle the political campaign trail with the courtroom trial schedule throughout this season. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.